Matthias Thiel. How you doing? It's cracking, buddy. Good, good. Here we are, season two, episode two, our Thanksgiving special. Special uninvited yes, guest, Weirdo Darrow. Special. Bird. <laughs> Bird is a word. Bird's the word. Uh, what are you doing, smoking? No, not, not me. <laughs> we could barely see you because it's like dark as shit where you're at. No, I know. Hold on. I, I will. Yeah. It's, Just okay. it's okay. There's no video for this. So. <laughs> yeah, true, true that. But like, I like to see who I'm talking to, you know? Hmm. Plus, Matt's got such a pretty face. He does, but I'm right here too. Yeah, yeah you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> we love you, Matt. I think we lost Matt. Ah, there he is. He'll be back. Nah, I'm here. Hey, so, what's what's, so what's up, Matthew? So what's up? Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, happy tits, you guys. Happy Titsgiving. I don't know if you just watched the same movie we did. Oh happy Titsgiving. Yeah. Happy Titsgiving is my new favorite happy, holiday. Yeah, uh, yeah, Titsgiving. I just want to say real quick, guys, uh, I am honored to be a uh, the second guest on this podcast uh, following Raymond. Yeah, Raymond from, Raymond, yeah. Raymond was the first. Yeah. yeah. So it's been a minute, and uh, yeah, thank, thank you for having me, just, you know, hanging out. Dude, to be, to be honest, like, pleasure, if anybody, it should be you. Like, father of Dipsby, right? You were the, <laughs> you were the reason why we have our Dippy bird. Um, yes, sir. Awesome. And like that was that was a big point of contention for you too, right? Because uh, <laughs> we start uh, here. Look, I, right, I didn't want to start. Right, well, I didn't want to start the show like this. I wanted. Well, to, we got to because like this uh, whole fucking night is like full circle, right? <laughs> so the movie we're about to talk about is uh, straight trash. Like it's 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 great garbage. And and immediately after the movie, Matt texts me and he was like, "Dude, this is like as bad or worse than watching things." Things is the movie that we watched last season for our Thanksgiving special where we made the reference of the Dippy Bird. And here we are a year later watching mm-hmm. an equally, if not more, trash movie with the Dippy Bird. Dippy Bird is my yeah, with favorite the person in the world. <laughs> See? <laughs> Fucking full circle, man. It's, we it's we did. We went full circle. Uh, don't, don't forget. Uh, we Remember what I did text you too. It not only was it bad or worse as as things, but uh, it, it um, fuck. Where was I going to go with that? Damn. Oh, I got I, I got the text right in front of me. Oh, oh no! no. Oh, yeah, yeah. My I, God. I put, my, my God. God. Yeah, that, <laughs> what have we done? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like we had that that red button to stop the apocalypse and shit. And we just accidentally hit that button. Like, fuck it. <laughs> no, no I, uh, I think I told you well done. Well done. Um, well, I see. I My God, what have we done? This is equally as oh, bad yeah. or even worse. You're gonna <laughs> worse than watching things. We could have done that more properly. Uh, so none of that reads. We, no, no, well done. no. I, I meant I, no, no. I meant to say we we couldn't have done that more properly. Ah, see, I've Matt and I have gone into arguments mm. because he uses the um, 
talk to text voice like to text, speak yeah into, yeah and like it just doesn't always pick it up the right I'm way i'm not a fan i, I know people do that all the time too it's I, you I, fucking I totally android understand. users that's why uh i'm an android user and i do not do that i just you know use my uh what are they called extremities your opposable thumbs and, yeah so, uh, some of those yeah too. yeah i got gotcha. you so what's up matt what have you been doing since the last episode any good scary movies you've seen? Just a, a little tidbit I want to throw in there. I thought it was uh, thought I'd share an interest. Uh, well, we we were talking about uh, the last one. We we're talking about All Hallows Eve and then Terrifier, and then we just recently had that release of Terrifier Two. It's a really good episode, by the way, for you guys. Thanks, dude. Yeah, it was, it was really... Matt's idea, so all the credit goes to Matthias. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. Did you um, you watch it on Screenbox? Yes, sir. So, how was it? It was good. Oh, uh, you had me scared for a second because, like, <laughs> I no. know the, I know the kids at home can't see your face, but like the face you made, I was like, and oh, the hesitation. Like it. Yeah. Was... <laughs> oh no, no, no! I just don't want to say too much yet. It's still fresh, you know. Yeah, so I, my heart skipped you know to me. I, mean? I appreciate that because I haven't seen it yet. So, like, uh, I'll get to it. I figured. Um, I still have yet to watch it in its full display, but uh, I, I've seen what's there, what's available. So, uh, did did I? By the way, for those that didn't listen, uh, the last one, Screenbox is where it's at. It's a new platform. Um, I got it uh, just before last episode, and I'm, I'm really loving the channel. I think it's really good. It's a good follow up to Shutter. Um, What's so what, check it out. what's it's different on Screenbox than Shutter? Uh, I, I believe Screenbox is a little more dedicated to. Uh, uh, where, where you have Shutter, Shutter kind of brings in um, new and old, big budget, small budget, and stuff like that. Um, literally, I think Screenbox is completely unheard of bullshit. Like uh, just. Uh, video nasties a lot of a lot of uh documentaries about stuff like that um and just movies that we probably never even heard of um what was... i i don't know who who helms it but i believe uh uh bloody disgusting might be part of the helming of that uh production when, company when we went to um creepy con last february at the convention center in Ontario. Do you remember there was that booth of like, like the dude who sold like all kinds of just like fucking videos that were no name off the wall. Like it was in the, like in the back, like left hand corner. I remember you were all excited for me to like see the dude's booth. And like, you took me over there and you introduced me to the guy who was running the booth and you're like, Oh, this is my homie. I was telling you about, I do the podcast with, and it was like, um, oh, what the fuck was the name of that booth? But like, we we had acknowledged the fact that like this guy was selling like some like off the wall, never heard of like homemade like borderline like snuff type films. You know, you don't remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Yeah, absolutely. But you don't remember the name of the booth? Uh, no, I don't actually. I feel like uh, I feel like what you just described with Screenbox is like that dude's booth with a streaming service. 
Yeah, it, it kind of is. Um, you, you don't you don't really want to pay for a subscription like that unless you really you're really into this stuff. You unless know you're I mean? ready to see uh, some shit. <laughs> I just you know like there's a lot of throwbacks, a lot of old stuff, but uh, uh, and new stuff. But um, there, there's something a, a, a little more uh, sacred to the B-rated horror heart there, I, I want to say. Um, there's there's also, weirdly enough, there's a lot of like horror sketch comedy type stuff too, which is weird. I'm... Horror sketch comedy. I mean, it's not yeah, too far kind of... off from what we just watched because this thing gets classified as like a horror comedy movie, but it's more of a short than it is a sketch. I like that maybe sacred is a is a good word for matt to use that's kind of cool something to think about for certain mindset you know certain people to to look for how much is the subscription this subscription is uh forty dollars a year oh that ain't shit Uh, i yeah well you know between that and shutter it's a hundred dollars per year not not too bad um where's my girlfriend's wallet (laughs) (laughs) um i actually i i just wanted to try it out when i first got it so i'm still on the three month subscription uh i might as well have did the whole thing but um at the time i just wanted to try it out and see if it was any good and maybe i'd continue it i think i will from now on okay um so it, it's definitely worth the buy, I think. But that's not what we're talking about today, right? Because today we're celebrating Thanksgiving. I was about to say Thanksgiving. As you should, because that's kind of what we're doing here. <laughs> <laughs> bird versus bird. So, 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 Mr. PG, why don't you tell us all about this movie that you uh, that you presented to us today? So, first of all. Um, a big shout out goes to Jenny, Jenny Reedy, because she's the one who, she's the one who put this movie on my radar. I don't know her, but I love her. Yes. Uh, yes. And yes, (laughs) yes, you don't know her, but yes, you would love her. (laughs) I just mean, I love her for introducing the movie. The movie is hilariously great. So I was talking with Alan and Jenny one night and I was telling them that we're gearing up to do our, our Thanksgiving episode. And like, I hadn't, you know, we hadn't really talked about what we were going to watch. And I think jokingly she had recommended this movie. So when I got home, I looked it up and it was like, you know, available for free on some app and Oh my God. The first minute of that movie was like, okay, I'm in. At the the intro to that movie sets the tone and expectation of what this movie is going to be, uh, right? Co- the cold opening, right? So, the so cold opening before the intro. What was the opening, Matt? You're going to hate me when I say this, but I stepped away from my monitor for a second. Oh, my it was God, on the, the Matt. Credits. Matt. I'm sorry. The movie I'm opens sorry. with titties. The first the one thing, thing I had to see, miss, right? Literally a How nipple. did you miss that shit? Giant nipple. So, so it's not just titties, but they're Wanda Lust titties. Wanda Lust is the name of the actress who plays the pilgrim in the opening scene. So, so there's a 
there's like a I don't know what you call those things from like the old silent movies or whatever. They're they called nipples. No. <laughs> I know what those are called. <laughs> Oh. But there, there's like, um, you know, some text in the beginning that kind of outlines like, OK, the scene we're about to show you takes place, um, at, you know, five minutes after the first uh, Thanksgiving. Or in the olden days, as they called it. And as soon as we get a picture, it is all nipple, areola and just titty. And we pan out. And we see this more woman titties. Dressed, yes, the other titty um, dressed as a pilgrim, like in a male pilgrim's suit with just her titties out and like running through this park. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I would argue that was female pilgrim suit. I don't know the difference either way. It was some pilgrim, some pilgrim titties. Nobody does. <laughs> but um, the the. Female Pilgrim is played by um, Wanda Lust. I would say little known pornographer, porn actress, Wanda Lust. Um, and so the scene is her just kind of like running and, and she trips over a rock like you do in horror movies. But instead of, you know, pitch black night, it's, you know, bright fucking daylight. And we she turns to kind of, you know, look up and turn and. We get to see what she's running from. And what is she running from, Daryl? A crazed turkey. This killer fucking turkey. And what is the opening line? What are the first words that this turkey says to kind of get this movie started? Is it you, Matt, or is it me? Either, somebody can chime in, anybody. I think <sighs> nice it's you. tits, bitch. Nice tits, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest fucking opening that I fucking know. Followed by this talking turkey who just swings an axe to murder this chick. I love this turkey, by the way. Dude, <laughs> such a great opening scene. And it's funny, too, because if you look at the DVD cover, it tells you right on the cover boobs in the very first second of the movie. <laughs> so, I, I didn't know that was a thing on the DVD cover. Yes. <laughs> yes. It, it tells you boobs in the very first second. Wow. And so. Um, Matt, we've talked about this before. Horror is a very small world. I'm going to throw this back to our episode from last year. Do you remember? Yeah. So, so there is a correlation between what we just watched and things. And the correlation is pornographers, porn actress. Right. Do you remember where that came into place with things? Yeah. The news reporter. Um, fuck. I don't want to look it up. I don't remember her name either, but yes, you are correct. So in things, they they hired this porn actress to be the news reporter, and then they also put her on the cover of the VHS because they thought, well, if there's a porn actress who's like you know smoking hot or whatever on the cover of our movie, maybe we'll sell more of it. I actually recall you guys talking about that in your episode. There you go. See, you got to listen to yeah. the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, it, it was a big part of that episode. We were, yeah, we brought up. Uh, well, another another good reason to, to, to tie this movie in, too. Like, there, believe it or not, there's. it, it seems like as, as far as, like, the campy, cheesy, like, nature of everything, this is very close to how things was – presented as well 
you know, like I just I, I think they're both <laughs> they they kind of coincide as far as this being like you know our our Thanksgiving for this year and things from last year they they kind of they kind of fell into place the same way you know yeah no a hundred percent um and to be more direct I'll probably go as far as to say like. These are the two most low budget movies that we've reviewed <laughs> on our show. Yeah. And it just so sure. happens that both of them were on uh, Thanksgiving. So <laughs> coincidence? Right? I think not. I, I and, and yeah, because I mean, we were even talking about or we had discussed something close to close to like the the, the improv of things like like how how it doesn't seem like there is an actual direct script like they were just kind of playing it from here and i swear to god this movie felt the exact same way well you'll be surprised when i tell you that there was a script for this movie uh, oh, there i'm was, sure there was <laughs> there was a lot of improv but there, there also was a script as well can i interrupt for just for sure. a second that's why you're here i just want to say that uh as low budget as that is um can we speak about how much I'm getting paid tonight? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you get um, paid like the rest of us, man. Okay. Well, I'll okay, tell you continue, what. I'll tell you continue. what. <laughs> now that we've moved platforms from YouTube to Spotify, um, we need a few more Spotify <laughs> followers so that we can start advertising. Okay. And once we start advertising, we'll, we'll kick you down like a bag of candy or whatever it is they pay people on podcasts to advertise for their that, that sounds delicious okay although i don't eat candy a handful of candy corn <laughs> okay one, one candy corn so is so trip out all right so here's the thing uh i have a lot of facts about this movie not uh there's so many um but i i did very little research coming well, into i gotta this buckle show. up um but uh, I kind of I think the best way to do it is kind of talk about it as we go Let's do um it. so what happened was this movie was made on a budget. Do you know the budget for this movie, Matt? No, I didn't look it up. Let's take a guess. I'm not going to ask Daryl because I already said it. I'm not going to say he knows because we've been we finished our bottle of wild turkey, honey. Just what we were drinking last year at this time. I have more whiskey, by the way, if you need something. Uh, Yeah, we probably will. But he already knows. All right. Dude, you got the regular one? Wow, he got the real. See, that's what I was trying I, to tell well, you. Well, like you didn't want to drink the wild turkey to no, begin but with. So you the already, like, you already knew what you were doing. Well, Come yeah, because like that's the only one that I can stomach. Matt, you're a, you're a better man than we are. Well, at least that I am. No, you're but a drunker man than we are. this is 101 proof, though. I mean. Ah, there you go. To be perfectly honest, I did look for the American honey. It was all gone. But I was like, I'll just go with the original. There you because go. Because it's got the turkey on it. Matt. You know? uh, um, and Matt. we're watching a movie about a turkey. Matt, I can't help but ask you. Did you open that today? Yes, yeah, I did. I love you, buddy. <laughs> you are. You're a zero. You're a fucking champion. There, right there now. is less than a quarter of that shit left. That is. And Matt opened that bottle today. Good wow. for you, sir. That yeah. is a strong, strong. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, okay. I, I, I bought it whiskey. at around one o'clock this afternoon. That's hours ago. I'm going to go get Paul and I some whiskey. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so let me throw some facts out about this movie real quick. Um, written and produced by both uh, Jordan Downey, who's also the director of this movie, uh, but also Kevin Stewart, right. uh, writer and producer. Now, 
Um, there was an episode of a show called uh, Miss Cask Miss Cask Commentary. Their episode ninety two point five is an interview with Jordan Downey. Um, it's a podcast if you can figure that out. And Jordan Downey in that podcast talks about um, acquiring Wanda Lust for that opening scene. Now the movie was made on a budget of thirty five hundred dollars. It was shot in eleven days. They recorded this thing um, as college students, right? They were in between their junior and senior year at um, college. And it was summer break. And they were like, fuck it, let's make this movie. And they shot it in 11 days. Now, they were going to college in California. Don't know the school. But they went back to Ohio for their summer break. And this is where they shot the film. Um, they shot the entire film without an opening. And once they had shot it, they were kind of showing it around to their buddies and their friends and everything. And uh, the director, um, Jordan Downey, showed it to his brother and was like, uh, hey, you should do this for the opening. And so that's where they got the idea of showing like, you know, boobs in the very first second of the movie. So being back in California, they were like, well, how do we go about finding somebody who can do this? So that's where Jordan had posted an ad on Craigslist, of all places, for uh, an adult actress type, um, someone who's willing to be topless on the screen. He got one, maybe two responses, but the one major response that he got was from this adult, pre-existing adult film star, Wanda Lust. She was like, I'll do it. So uh, the story goes, they met up at some park and they didn't have a permit or anything, right? They just kind of put Wanda Lust in the costume. They found a nice spot to like do the recording and they're like, okay, now is the time. Drop your shirt, you know, show them bad boys. And then they filmed the shot. So. I was curious to know, and I didn't hear this in the interview that I was listening to. Granted, I only listened to like half of it. So who knows? Maybe in the, the second half, they, they might have talked about it. But I'm curious to know what her fee was. Because like I said, the whole entire budget for this movie was $3,500. So like, how much does it cost for a pre-existing known porn star to come out and shoot a topless scene for your movie compared to what your overall budget was for this thing? Well, there goes my guess, because you told me to guess the budget. Ah, uh, my bad. I'm drunk. <laughs> uh, 3000 No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so so the budget was about three grand. Um, she's already a topless, or she's already an adult actress. She's been topless probably a thousand times. Um, dude. She'd probably do it for a fucking for a Starbucks coffee or something like you for know a Happy I mean? Meal like, and a ride home. <laughs> yeah, you know, something. I'm sure she was a very, very, uh, very easygoing person as far as that goes. But here's the know? thing. Here's the so, thing. Here's the thing. You're oh, an established porn star, so like you have to have like a minimum fee. You know what I mean? Like an appearance fee or whatever. Maybe they know her, or maybe she was doing a favor or something. You know that could have been. No, uh, you missed it. They found her on Craigslist. Like oh. she responded to their Craigslist ad. 
she was on Craigslist. Well, that's that's what I mean so, though. Like so, some of these uh these actresses, these especially adult actresses, uh, they just do it for the for the love know, of the game. The love of putting, yeah, no, putting I'm, it I'm, out there, man. They're, you know, I, I'm gonna say that was half not. the budget. I'm gonna go on the limb and say that was half the budget. <laughs> Maybe could uh, be. I don't know half, but like. Okay. Well, okay, so here's the thing. So, I, well, so even if it's half the budget, right? What's half of thirty-five? Well, okay, wait, wait, wait. wait. Uh, 2015, eight, it's like seventeen fifty. Is this seven or eight? Right. So okay, maybe. So even half. if you did it for half the budget, there's like, no way you charge them a thousand dollars for it. There's no way that you shot this whole fucking movie for seventeen fifty. You know what I mean? Because if half yeah. your thirty-five hundred dollar budget went to some titties. That means the other half went to the entirety of this film. Let me text her. I'll be right back. (laughs) Yeah, you go do that. Let me know how that goes. (laughs) Now I kind of wonder how much the turkey costs. Okay, so good question. All right. So that's a better uh, question. Jordan Downey is this college film student. And he is known around campus as like the horror guy. But not just so much for being the horror guy, but like the horror special effects guy. He, he, he I'm kind of paraphrasing his own, his own um, quotes here, but he was saying that he grew up, you know, watching horror movies, knowing that he wanted to be a filmmaker, knowing that he wanted to be a horror filmmaker. And one of the things he really loved was special effects. So, you know, in college, he would go, you know, always be going to like, um, the Halloween stores around that time and picking up, you know, blood and masks and whatever he can get his hands on. But when he was here in California, um, he would, there was a spot in Burbank that he would always go to and pick up the more like quality shit. And, and it wasn't until um, he figured out on his own, he, he quotes, uh, I'm quoting him as, uh, or paraphrasing him as saying that he taught himself how to do like molds, like to how, how to make his own masks, right? So how to like pour the materials, um, make it like, you know, pour it into like a, an actual mold, bring that out, airbrushing the whole nine. So like he was known around campus as like the horror special effects guy. So all the special effects that you see in this movie, including the creation of Turkey, is all the director. Like he, he made that mold of the turkey. He did um, all the special effects in the movie, um, which aren't bad, right? I think, in my opinion, the only kind of bad one was when Billy dies and his guts are all hanging out and you can tell they're not his guts. And I know that Daryl had a hard time with that because he was like, what are those supposed to be? And I'm like, there's guts. Yeah, it kind of looked. Oh, okay. I knew it, was it was like linen. Yeah, I know it's supposed to be the guts, but it also kind of looked like the the turkey turds from earlier that were on top of a sleeping bag. <laughs> the turkey just, dukes? Yeah, just just a lot bigger <laughs> and hanging from his open gut. Yeah, and like I don't know, but they looked the same. Looked dark. I don't. Also, I guess I'm. I don't know. It's a little bit of a realist. The the shotgun blast and the turkey through his gut. And then there was like everything hanging out. It's just kind of weird. That 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 was the bad part. But you're right. Anyways, well, continue. Please. When your budget is thirty five hundred bucks and you got eleven days to shoot this shit, you're gonna miss a few things here and there. 
true, but I think he could have just cut that a little bit short. Like, hey, all, hey, hey, somebody forgot to get the intestines. Ah, it's all right. We'll all take off our right sock and then tie it up and <laughs> put a bunch of blood on it. Or, but, but do we need the intestines? Or how about just the open wound? Like, I think that's what I was thinking. Just the open wound and, oh my God, he's dying. Opposed to, like, the actual guts and intestines hanging out i don't know i think you can make that same argument about a lot of different scenes in, in this movie did we really need yeah to see it's true i was this? just thinking that did too, we yeah. really need to see that i mean no spoiler alerts but like extra small condom i would like to say yes. gravy flavored yeah come on oh that was one of my fa- <laughs> that's in my notes that's one of my favorite parts <laughs> awesome i was gonna i think i in my notes by the way i put amazon i gotta look that up man i mean who doesn't love gravy (laughs) so the movie opens with the that whole uh, scene with the titties and then we find you know we cut to um our cast of characters that are leaving college on apparently what seems to be thanksgiving break but again we know and that the film is shot on summer break in real life between junior and senior year for most of the cast. Um, we meet our. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Sorry. Uh, just not, not to, not to um, go a different route. So was this, were they supposed to be high school students or college students? You know what? That's a good question because I got brought up in our circle here. It was me, Daryl, Elena and Perla watching the movie. And I think Elena was the one who brought it up, right? Like, yeah, she yeah, said uh, uh, the high school. Uh, I, I I I just assumed it was college the whole time, but at the high school question did got uh, did get bring up, brought up. Holy crap! Yeah, see, because uh, I had trouble. I had trouble with that myself. I just you know I was like, I mean I I know I I know you you're not you're not fishing for for you know, a high budget movie or anything or uh, expecting a big audience and stuff. But there's something very weird about, I mean, these people are like 40 something years old playing, <laughs> playing high school students. I'm like, my brain, it can only factor in this must be college. I think so. I think it was college, but the whole, the whole opening intro of them all being together was awkward to me in general like there's these people that kind of know each other and then there's like the nerd that just shows up and with the majorly receding hairline yeah 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 yeah, he's like he's got my hair and and there's like it's so weird that oh yeah just jump in the jeep with us we're going this direction and and Billy Bob from Varsity Blues, and that's that's something I was definitely. Well, well, here's one thing that I want to talk about that kind of correlates with what you're saying, what you guys are saying, is the inspirations for this movie. Because um, at the core of it, the director uh, Jordan Downey is a horror fan, right? And so is Kevin Stewart, who's also the you know co-producer, co-writer. But to to quote Downey, Stewart is a horror fan, but not as much as Downey is, right? So um, Downey brings that like extra umph when it comes to like the horror part of it. Um, and again, him being like a special effects guy, I think we see. I, I don't know if you guys want to argue the fact that like 
of all the like makeup and special effects in this movie, which I mean, there weren't any like computerized special effects, but like the guts, the blood, the you know, the gore looked pretty good. I thought it was not bad for you know a movie that was shot in eleven days and for thirty five hundred bucks. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. I've seen a whole lot worse, so yeah, the, the core wasn't that bad. <laughs> okay, so um, I'm drunk and I forgot what I was talking about. Uh, well, no, we, we, were at, we were at the school. At the school. Okay, so we get introduced to the cast. I'm talking about influences, right? So um, there's there's quite a bit of influence in this movie from, from previous um, horror movies that have come before it because this movie was made in 2008. I think it got it released in 2009 straight to DVD. Um, but, you know, uh, Downey himself talks about the voice of Turkey because the director does the voice and the puppeteering of Turkey. I love him, by the way. He's great. I fucking love it. But that was not the intention, right? He 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 was going to be the puppeteer, but because he needed to fill lines while shooting, he just said the lines. And they what ended up happening was kind of this natural evolution of like Downey um trying and and he says this himself is making the turkey sound Freddy Kruegerish. I was going to say, that's, that's what it reminded me of. Yeah. Huh. And like, if you think about like the quips and the jokes that the turkey has, like that's yeah. like straight okay. up Freddy Krueger. I could see that. Now, that's, yeah. now when you say it that's that way. That's literally yeah. what I categorized it as too when I was watching it. I, like, I totally got a Freddy Krueger kind of vibe from that. And, and to go even further with the influences, like I started like, oh, once I heard that, I was like, okay, let me think about this in a broader scope. The scene where Turkey is acting as Kristen's, uh, was it Kristen or no, no, uh, yeah, Kristen, because Allie was the 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 whore or uh, the prude, the whore, the the prude, I should say. Oh, oh, oh you're talking about the whore. Yeah, <laughs> the whores. The Chris, whore. Kristen is uh, the goody two shoe, and and this is kind of crossing uh, points that I want to make, but. There's a scene where Turkey kills Kristen's dad and then rips his face off and is wearing his face. What other movie have we seen that does that? Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Which comes before this movie, just like Nightmare on Elm Street does. Um, they're sitting around a campfire and um, talking horror stories. What movie have I seen that from? The Friday the 13th. You know what I mean? Uh, I'll say, sorry. Go for it. No, that's why um, you're here. That's why you're here. Uh, I was thinking like Science of the Lambs too, with the whole. That's a good one too. Yeah, which the obviously movie. came before this Wearing movie as skin. well. Yeah, a hundred percent. It just took me a second to remember. So, yeah. so you see a lot of the influence, mm -hmm. but then like more so when you get introduced to the cast, and he, we have a cast of characters, right? We have Allie. <laughs> who is uh, the prude or the whore, um, which but, she yeah. prides herself as being a prude, but then gets reality checked and you're like, no, nah, you're a whore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every, every, nobody believes. <laughs> She's yeah, exactly. She's like, I'm a prude. And they're like, uh, I think the word you're looking for is whore. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's Johnny, right? Who's kind of our main, like I would argue it's kind of one of our co-main characters. Funny He's jock. The jock. 
right? The jock, the jock. Um, then we have uh, Billy, who's like the dumb kind of muscly guy. Like, I don't Can know I that say, there was. No, I, I want to say Billy specifically is Billy Bob from Varsity Blues. See, I've Varsity never seen Blues? that, so oh, I don't know. Oh, man. Uh, I think it's Varsity Blues, at least. Uh, that movie, no, there's, uh, is Billy Bob and a great character. Great, great movie, by the way. You should check it out. But he's a, a playoff of a redneck style, just overweight, funny, kind of redneck, chewing the, chewing the hay. I gotcha. You know, I gotcha. But he's, he's a linebacker and, and okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I could see it. We have uh, Kristen, who is like the goody two shoes of the group, right? She reminds me of like um, Velma from Scooby Doo, like trying to keep the group on like a straight and narrow path, but um, is also a little whorish herself. Um, and then we have Darren, who's like the nerd of the group, right? He's like uh, the bookworm. He knows all the secrets about everything, and uh, you know it's it's. Just, I, I, I don't know. For me, at least, it's uh, the expectation is set that, like, he's going to be the guy to, like, pull them out of the shit with his nerd knowledge. Mm-hmm. And so that, that was the that was the impression I got on him from the get go. OK, good. And, and I'm going to go as far as to say this. I don't think that they intentionally meant to do it because it doesn't. It, well, I know they didn't intentionally do this because it wasn't done, but I couldn't help but remember the movie feast. I don't know if Daryl has seen feast. Do not believe I have seen. Oh feast. my God, dude, get some feast in your life. That'd be a good movie for tomorrow. Considering it's Thanksgiving feasts. As long as it can work into football, I'm okay with it. The movie has nothing to do with football or like, Thanksgiving. well, actually no, part I mean, two, tomorrow. you yeah. remember part two where they punted the baby, right? <laughs> the baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not punted him, but yeah, they went for the pass. Yeah. The guy went for the I do find punting babies hilarious. So, <laughs> oh no, you would find the part that we're like, oh, dude, you know, you know what? We should make that a special at some point, like the, for the feast trilogy, kind of like we did. Yeah, yeah, I have all three of them. I'm down. So do and I. He's never watched them. Well, he'll be our guest on that too. And then uh, we'll, so down. I can go well, along. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna set that up, and we're all gonna be together in the same room. We'll we'll do it. We'll do it up. So, so the thing with Feast, the uh, at least the first one, is that it introduces you to the cast of characters, but like actually does a proper introduction, right? So like Jason Mewes is in it. I don't know if you know mm-hmm. Jason Mewes. Yeah. Uh, Jay from Clerks. Jane's Island, Bob. Clerks. Yes, thank you. Clerks. I, I, I know Jason Mewes. But it does that thing where like when you meet a new Henry character. Rollins. Too. Henry Rollins is yeah. in it too. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. But it does that thing where like um, – when it introduces you to a new character in the movie for the first time, it like gives you like a like the baseball card scene mm-hmm. of like who this person is, how old they are, what their attributes are, and like what the like well, what they them. what what their role is in the movie and how likely they are to die. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> That's hilarious. So 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 again, yeah. horror being a small world, I'm not trying to go too far off to the left here, but yeah, let's bring it back. Hold on, hold on, I gotta make this point because it's gonna bug me if I don't. In that movie, the bartender, and I'm going to fuck up his name, and I know fans are going to be mad for me. The bartender in Feast is a clue. 
um, MacGyver, MacGyver. I can, I can never pronounce his fucking last name. His name think, is Paul. think of a man that just died. Paul. So, watermelons. Watermelons. Clue watermelon? <laughs> Who just died? That Gallagher. Was Clue Gallagher. Clue Gallagher. Okay, thank you. So the actor, Good job, Matt. That, actor, was, that was very, very well done. <laughs> the actor's name is Clue Gallagher. Clue Gallagher played Frank in the movie Return of the Living Dead. Oh. He's the guy who ran the uh, You Need a Medical Supply. Where Bert Not and Frank. Bert. Bert was... Hold on. Bert's the owner. Bert Clue Gallagher. Okay, so Clue Gallagher is Bert. Yes, yeah. Bert, Frank. We have a problem. Okay, so Bert. Yeah. So because remember his best friend Ernie across the street. Right, runs the crematorium. Return of the Bert Living Dead is the sequel to Night of the Living Dead, which is what movie they were watching in this movie, which also happens to be the movie they were watching in the last movie we just reviewed for our October episode. I had that in my. I don't remember what we said about I, that. Boom! I, I mind that, blown, dude. Yeah, it's a it's that. um in the notes that I public domain. Can barely read. No, don't don't stick with me while I'm flipping my notes. Keep talking. <laughs> it's okay. Staring. We'll wait. It's we're okay. All, we're all we'll wait. staring at yeah. the pages <laughs> while you leave through your pages. We're like, what is it? What's coming? What's coming? <laughs> no, I just thought it was hilarious that the sa- <laughs> the same connection that Paul just just had was the night living dead all the, all that was in in the fucking tv everybody's watching the same show or like it's all connected through it it just made me laugh as soon as i saw them watching it i was like ah they just talked about that that last sure one did. like you know <laughs> you know when i yeah when i watched it too uh when i was watching this one um same thing. I was like, oh, there it is. Yep. We just talked 100%, about it. Yeah. 100%. And um, again, as we're talking about, or as I mentioned, influences for the movie, Return of the Living Dead is one of those influences, right? Because who doesn't By the love way, Return of the Living oh, Dead? Plus, By like, the way, RIP to Clue Gallagher. Yes, who recently just did pass away. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, just he passed passed. away this year. Okay, so getting back to the premise of the movie, right? Um, so apparently what happened was... So we uh, open. With some titties. <laughs> um, turns out like... We get introduced to the main characters, right? They're in the car. They're in the Jeep together. Yep. Um, That's where we're at. Yep. So uh, co- might I add, well, what, what the, what's the goody two-shoes girl's name? I forgot you said that. Uh, Darren. I scratched it out. Oh, no, Her name is uh, Kristen. All right, so Kristen... Kristen gets a call from her dad, right? He's the sheriff. Dude, that scene with the dad and the stepmom was <laughs> fucking great. Like, I was just, that's why I wanted, I had to bring that shit up. Right, literally, all, literally, literal shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, first of all, I'm looking at it like this. Okay. The fakest badge I've ever seen in my life. The dude Looks was like wearing somebody... a regular button down t-shirt. <laughs> Not a cop uniform, but just like a regular, like, I'm going to church. I need to wear like a nice clean shirt. And not just the shirt, but the fucking hat. And the giant yeah, a very badge generic the star. cowboy hat with, with a fake with a giant with a fake star. badge on that too. That was yeah. the fake st- plastic. 
the hat was bothering me the most. And uh, you know, he's he's calling his his daughter up to check on her. You know, she's going out with some friends. He's all like asking her to come join him at some banquet and stuff like that. Um, and he's drinking the coffee, and he says, "Why does this coffee taste like shit?" And why did why did the coffee taste like shit? Because the his his wife shit in it. She, I think the the proper uh, the proper <laughs> term or the proper uh, quote was like, "God damn woman, this coffee tastes like shit." And what she's like, "Because I took shit in it or something like that." <laughs> he asked like, "What did you do? Shit yeah. it?" And she turned around and said, "Yes, That's I right. did. Right. I want a divorce. <laughs> I want a divorce." <laughs> right, what was his response, Matt? What was his response? Do you remember? Uh... I fucking don't. I just remember him telling telling his, his daughter, "Uh, step mom, step mom's leaving me." Yeah, or so, me. So, so I think, she goes. I think that, it was a phone call. She goes. Uh, as a matter of fact, I did take a shit in it or whatever. And she goes, "I want a divorce." And his response was, "All right, damn." And that was it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was it. <laughs> but they showed us the shit in the fucking in the coffee pot. Yes. Which oh, I love. That. I don't. I love. That. I don't even know if it looked like shit to me. But then again, how are you gonna tell? It's fucking coffee. I loved it. Something it in it. Okay. I just want to say it. It did look like turds in the coffee pot, but I don't want to focus on that. I want to say that Mr. Dad, Mr. Sheriff. Mustache did not look very. Uh, oh my god! That yeah, mustache I have was about that too. That was a very fake mustache. <laughs> and I I understand the feeling, but man, that bothered me the whole time. I love the dude, not the mustache. Dad calls uh, Kristen, asks her if he's gonna be home in time to go to the policeman's ball. She's like, "Yep, yeah, sure, no problem." But what happens is the car that they're in, the jeep. Ends up breaking down. They pull over on the side of the road and decide to camp out for the night. This is kind of where I get the, you know, um, Jason vibes because, uh, you know, they're camping out on the side of the road, you know. Well, I I want to say it's like easily like the, 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 the same, same thing from, for almost any like slasher movie, right? Like there's always a car breaking down in some backwoodsy area and stuff like that. They got to check on the problem. I just think it follows that. I'm not sure if it's like specific to Friday the 13th, but I think it's more like following the trope. Oh, no, I, no, that, go ahead, Darren. No, I, I think they were following the trope. I, I think, I think the movie was very self-aware. Like they, yeah. they knew exactly what they were doing. The, the, the turkey tropes, the 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 puns, the the yeah. oh the the car broke down. Uh, yeah, no, everything with that was no, no. They they were they're doing. They're making jokes on themselves. And I'm gonna I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit just to prove your point because there's a couple there's a couple scenes within the movie later on that point back exactly to that right. So like when they when they take Kristen back to her house. To go find the book to like figure out how to kill Turkey. Mm-hmm. She's like, Oh, it's over here. It's right over there. And then Johnny's like, Yeah, I know. I just dropped you off last night. <laughs> Which is like, Yeah, we just, that's kind of well, implied we were, like, in the in, movie. We we're so, driving. Like, yeah. yeah. So that that's dumb. And then there was another one. I forget what it was, but they were like, Yeah, we, we already did that. Like, there, there was a lot of driving where, yeah. I mean, how did the Turkey know where they all lived? 
Well, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I yeah. Mean, I, <laughs> the the serial killer knows where I'll live, but the turkey, that's I'm sorry, what's five hundred and eight years old? I think five hundred and ten is what he said. Really? Yeah. But let's let's bring. Yeah, it back. I'm sorry. Let's no. I'll get. I'll get. I'll get. Okay, so they get stranded on the side of the road. Car's not working. Um, when um, Darren, the nerd guy gets out and he's walking towards the campsite he notices a sign um for like the campground location or maybe the city called crawberg you remember what okay i was gonna say i couldn't remember the name yeah yeah. crawberg which um that prompts him to start telling the story of like the most masochistic like uh events of a you know thanksgiving where um how what was the name of the fucking indian um like light feather or something like that right like was uh desecrated by the pilgrims and then like he cursed this turkey to come back and like kill white people and so the turkey did that but then has been asleep for 500 years or whatever um so he's he's kind of like setting us up to understand exactly why people yeah exactly what's happening here and all the rest of the group is like ah you're full of shit that's such a stupid story blah 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 and well but but meanwhile though don't forget meanwhile while that's going on we we also had another thing going on too right you had the guy and his dog uh yeah the um um forgot about that let me pull up his name real quick because yep. he's here's the thing i saw it in the credits you can call him like the woodsman or that that's yeah kinda, let's call him the woodsman that's kind of what i referred to him as in my notes um just for like shorthand but that's not that's his his actual name in like his character name in the movie oscar the hermit but his stage name as a as a hermit. actor is general bastard so if you go back and watch, the I opening saw that credits, on the credits. <laughs> I saw that on the credits, and I was like, "That must be just for shits and giggles." Nope, that is his actual stage name, General Bastard. And in this movie, General Bastard plays Oscar the Hermit. Wait, hold on. So this this was all shot in Ohio, you said? Yes. And they were pretending it was like New Mexico or something like that. I I don't know because I think the Hard license plates. Red Ohio license plates were Idaho. Interesting. How do you know know that? How do you know that? Okay, because my grandparents lived in Idaho. Okay. And I I noticed uh, the way they looked the the whole the whole blue mountain pattern with the red and everything. Mm. They look like Idahoan um, uh, license plates. Not I'm guessing that's not how they're shot. Maybe those are those are Ohio as well. But I maybe they should look similar. But I swear to God, they look like Idahoan. Okay, Uh, so we were talking during the movie. uh, My girlfriend referenced uh, Billy's hat said New Mexico. So that's another little tell. So this that. We're not sure. It never really establishes where the actual movie takes place. So, have you noticed that that happens to be a reoccurring theme on this podcast? A lot of these movies that we watch are very confused as to what their locations are geographically. I think that's more like our hangup than anything else. Like, especially me. I think that's where my OCD kicks in because, like, I'm stupid about like. Because the reality is nobody shit. really cares. Uh, that's 100% <laughs> correct. Yeah. And that's, that's I, the, the thing that sticks out to me is like, 
<laughs> the brain when we did the brain because it was supposed mm. to take place uh, or at least I thought it was supposed to take place in California but then it turns out um, the birthday movie was the one that like takes place in California but it was shot in Canada or New York or something like that because I pay attention to dumb shit like license plates on cars and movies I like to say that I care and I I don't <laughs> I pay attention to the same stupid bullshit but does it really matter? No. Well, <laughs> to me it does. But <laughs> me too. I pay attention to it. I I fucking want to know what it is. I but no. I, but I think to everybody really listening, nah, they don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the exact same, uh, the brain conversation that you guys had. And yep. Dedicated California. fan right here. Love no, it. No, he's, no, it's, he's watched no. and listened to every episode. No, I'm fucking only, love it. I'm only here for thank you, sir. Tur- turkey, thank you for re- turkey references. Weirdo Daryl, number one fan. <laughs> Go Daryl. Yeah. Okay, and, so and, they pull over on the side of the road. The car breaks down. It's overheated or whatever. They get out. They decide to camp for the night. Uh, the the nerd sees that they are um, in this area called Crawberg, which is the basis for this whole like. Um, ancient legend of the most diabolical killer turkey ever was desecrated during the first Thanksgiving and he was created and vowed to kill white people uh, moving forward and it turns out he does this every 505 years and then as he's telling the story around the campfire the main uh, anta- uh, protagonist Johnny is like well has it been 505 years and I fucking love the fact that they're like well, in 45 minutes, it will be, right? Because, like, in most, in most movies... <laughs> yeah, it just like, happens to be at that moment, yeah. <laughs> but in this case, it's like, well, yeah, but, like, not yet. Like, give it 45 minutes, and then we'll be there. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so, they all hear the story uh, of, of Killer Turkey, right? Nobody believes it. They're like, yeah, whatever. Fucking Turkey can't kill people. Blah, blah, blah. It's bullshit. And I love how, like... The whore, Allie, like encounters the turkey, comes back, tells the group, nobody fucking believes Wait. her. Wait, this is why I brought up our, our our hermit guy, Oscar the Hermit, because we didn't introduce how the turkey had come to be. How? Oh, go for it. You know what? He's right. All right. Yeah. So, so at the same time as they're camping, you got the hermit with his dog separate location doing their own thing now this guy's doing something with his little hut i don't know maybe it's his place of living whatever the may, may be the dog just keeps wandering off and i was thinking to myself i'm like you know what a good dog like it knows it's it's its whole area so well off that it just goes wandering into the woods yeah it's but a collie, right? had, uh yeah or it's like lassie yeah yeah um, yeah i think so it looks like one um but it's funny because it's like for most people who are dog lovers, you would think, hey, you know, my dog's kind of like going a little too far into the woods. I'm going to pay attention to where he's going. He just says he just doesn't seem to give a fuck. He's just like, yeah, let's it wander off. The dog just keeps walking into the middle of nowhere. Right. Um, and, and it finds this. Uh, what do they call him? The totem? Mm-hmm. The, the little wooden totem yeah, sticking yeah, yeah. out of out of the ground now this 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 looks like something of like a five-year-old did in like 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 kindergarten like a craft from a teacher or something you know it's just 
painted, and you know, it doesn't even look worn. Like like it's been sitting there for years. It looks like somebody freshly painted this thing and just jammed it into the ground. But whatever it is, there's a totem sticking in the ground, and the dog takes uh, takes interest to it and just starts pissing on it, right? And somehow, that piss is what wakes up the the turkey, our said turkey, our five hundred year old turkey mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from the ground. Uh, five oh five. I'm no, glad you brought that up. Off. That's hilarious. That's, that's exactly what. And what happened. was the first words out of that turkey's mouth when he fucking popped out? Oh fuck! Oh piss! <laughs> You're pissing me off or some shit like that, right? He, he got pissed off and dog pissing on him. So in turn, he went and he killed the dog. Yeah. And uh, that's how the turkey's now running around the forest right. and stuff. And right. That's how. Fast forward and the uh, and the Darren hoor. and Darren had mentioned that like the the what happens is the turkey will kill the first white people it encounters, <laughs> and it just so happens to be our cavalcade of uh, characters. Yeah, and did they, they put a target on all their backs? Didn't mm-hmm. they? Went straight for them. So they hear the story. All of them, uh, the horror alley encounters the, the turkey <laughs> right and she comes back and tells the group and like nobody believes wait her. you mean this turkey that turkey the wildest of turkeys <laughs> but i thought it was funny that like johnny the the protagonist kind of the leader of the group was like oh you know what we should just go to sleep yeah we should just build some tents and ah uh, you're probably tripping let's go to okay. sleep it'll be fine in the morning <laughs> And that's when uh, Billy, uh, our um, Friday Night Lights uh, wannabe, wakes up yep. uh, because the uh, the the woodsman has got like a barrel shoved in his face, right? Yep. He's like, "Hey, man, I was Super trying shot. to save you because uh, this wild turkey was uh, trying to like eat your heart out or whatever." And he's like, "What fucking turkey?" And he's like, "The one that left all them uh, turkey droppings on your chest." Yep. And the dude had like. What he refers to as turkey dukes, like all over his chest. I like that turkey dukes. Turkey dukes, yeah, yeah. I, I no turkey dukes, not not dicks. No, that's what I said. Turkey dukes. Oh, I thought, I thought he said dicks. I, I wrote like, that no, down no. as one of my my favorite quotes of the movie was turkey dukes. Turkey dukes. <laughs> so they all get up. They say they decide to leave the camp. They're on their way home. Uh, Johnny drops everybody off at their house. He makes it to his own house to meet his mother, who's like, I don't know, she looks the same age as he does. That was weird to me. Also, he had a knock on the door. That was weird, right? Knock on the door to come home. To, into your own house? Yeah. Yeah, I got that. My parents, I'm home for the weekend. Uh, holiday weekend. I got a knock. Can't just open the door and walk in. Right, right. Hi, I'm home parents but like he comes home to like this dad who like has nothing to do with him because he's the backup quarterback because he got hurt two weeks ago right so he's like trying to make it up to his dad or whatever um you know starts hanging out with his dad outside smoking a cigar they're talking shop you could totally see all the disdain for his son in this guy's face of like you have failed me as a human being and as a son because you are not the starting quarterback for the college football team, which I thought was fucking hilarious. I hate him too, by the way. So everybody goes home for for Thanksgiving break. 
Johnny goes home. Which also indicates to me that it's probably college as well because, you right. know. Thanksgiving break. Johnny meets his mom. He goes outside. He's talking with his dad the whole nine. And then all of a sudden, fucking turkey pops out and like slits dad's throat. Yeah, absolutely. And Johnny's like, what? What's happening? Like, fuck you, turkey. And then like goes to like leave the house. And on his way out of the house, like he goes back from the backyard into the house. Mom is standing there who died standing up of all fucking things with like her eyes cut out and her throat slashed. Like who dies standing up like that fucking weirdo? But then, like, he just jams out of the house and goes straight over to, like, uh, I want to say Billy's house, where everyone happened to be except for the whore. And so, like, he's sitting on the porch talking to the homies about, like, how his parents were just murdered by this killer turkey. And now he, like, believes the story. So they're like, fuck, the only one that's not here is Allie. Let's go save her. And they drive over to her house. And uh, what's happening at Allie's house, Matt? Do you remember? <laughs> Hey, we got a guest on here. Why don't he explain it to Let's us? Let's go, Daryl. What happened? At, what, what was going on at Allie's house when they decided, when the group decided to go save her? Uh, I would like. To what was Allie doing? Oh, Allie was. It's okay. Was getting banged by the turkey. Well, before oh, that, what? <laughs> she was getting. Uh, no, that wasn't Allie, was it? Is, is fucked in the ass too harsh to say on this podcast? No, nah, she's getting fucked. But I don't even know if it was in the ass. It could have been, you know, doggy style. Honestly, I don't know. Whatever yeah, the true. case is. Yeah, she's getting... She's getting... She's, she's honestly, getting I think that behind. was She was getting hit from the back. Well, whatever. Yeah, so the <laughs> turkey was banging Allie. But I'm pretty well, sure... No, no she, uh, she had a gentleman no, caller. No, no, not don't yet. Okay. She had a gentleman yeah, caller, she, right? True. She was like, come on, let's go in my room. And the dude was like, but your parents are here. And she's like, it's okay. They want your They, they don't, they don't they, care. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I, the only reason I hesitated was I, I think that happened before it happened uh the other girl's parents. And Well, that, that is true because no, they go no, to the no, sheriff's yeah, house later. But, but we, what happened was Johnny's parents died first. Then he right. went to go get the group. Then they oh, went to right. Allie's house. Johnny's she was parents. Getting, she was getting hit from behind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's where Turkey shows up, murders the dude that's doing all the hitting, and then, like, takes over, which was hilarious to me because, like, he stabbed the dude in the throat um, with, See, a, like, a big-ass butcher knife. And, like, he, like, <laughs> squirted blood on her back. And, and what hey, was Allie's response? Oh, my God, you don't even last that long. Yeah, you don't even last that <laughs> I long. I was just going to say that. <laughs> The blood that hits her in the back, and she thought he knocked it on her back. Yeah. Like, oh, is that it? Yeah. <laughs> so Turkey it's moves, just the fact that moves Turkey in. <laughs> so Turkey moves in, and he's banging her from behind. And as soon as he finishes, what does he say? Who remembers what he says? Oh God! Come on! I wish I could. Uh, I wish on. I could remember. I can't remember. I, I know it was something clever. I know Daryl's working on it. Um, I got it if no. you don't. No, I'm sorry. You just got stuffed. You just got. You just yeah. got stuffed. That's right. And then he murders her. And you know what? That and that's so funny that, that line down. had me laughing. <laughs> He's so like, he, now now I remember it's in my notes. <laughs> 
<laughs> big yeah, quotations. Right. Are you capital letters all big and shit? <laughs> <laughs> it takes up like a quarter of the page. <laughs> so. You just got stuffed. <laughs> he mur- that She is the first murder victim of the group. Um, they come and try to rescue her. But it's too late. Johnny runs in the house to try to save her. Comes back out. What did he find? An extra small condom wrapper, gravy flavored, and a feather. <laughs> so they're like, oh, no, she's dead. Uh, and then they progress to, like, try to figure out, like, how like how are we going to kill this thing? And so the goody two-shoe, um, Kristen was like, uh, oh, well, no, Darren, the nerd, was like, hey, we should go to the library and try to figure out, like, let's find a book to like try to kill this thing and johnny who is the jock but yet the reasonable one in this scene is like dude the library's closed right now because it's the middle of the night so like no first of all i mean i i get it you know like there's always a ritual since these circumstances and stuff but it's a turkey yeah i mean well, if, okay, so 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 yeah, so so let's stay on that for a second, right? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of come back and then just get to your point, which is we need to find a book that demonstrates or uh, articulates how we kill this thing. Let's go to the library. Library is closed. You're fucking dumb. What are you talking about? Oh, Kristen's like my dad's got a ton of books at the house. So we cut. You know, they're on their way to their to the dad's house, the sheriff, right? So this is the scene where like. The turkey shows up to Kristen's house, knocks on the door, shows up with like the the eyeglasses and the fake nose kind of uh, costume and tells the dad, like, I'm a friend of Kristen. Can I come in and wait for her? And so they're having coffee together. Right. And Daryl, what did you point out in that scene? Uh, they they are dressed as each other. That they was look. They literally have costumes as each other. So the so the dad, the sheriff, is dressed as a turkey, and then turkey is dressed like a human being, right, with the glasses and the nose and the mustache and the mustache. <laughs> it's a great point. I didn't. I watched this movie two times before we actually watched it tonight, and I never made that correlation that they were dressed like each other. That was a good fucking call. That out. was a fucking mirror. <laughs> so. They get to the house, they show up, and who opens the door, Matt? The turkey. But looking or, like but, but he's wearing the dad's face. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> yes, wearing the dad's face. And all of them, including the daughter, are like, oh, hi. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with this scenario whatsoever. <laughs> it doesn't look like a turkey's wearing my dad's face at all. A hundred percent. And then it was funny to me because because Kristen was like, "Hey, we need to like look at your book collection. So like, can you point us to the uh, the garage?" Which I'm like, "Bitch, you live there. Like, how do you not know where the garage is?" And the turkey's like, "Well, uh, yeah. Um, uh, where is it again?" And the daughter's like, instead of being like. How the fuck do you not know where your garage is? She's like, oh, dad, in your old ways, you're just losing your mind or whatever. And like uh, she walks the group into the garage, which is where Darren, the nerd, finds the book made out of cardboard. I think we pointed out while we were watching it Um, and and it articulates on how you're supposed to kill the turkey. Right. You got to remove the the little necklace it wears under its gobbler. And then like you have to say this prayer. 
they went into a montage of how I, we can. I could not help but think of South Park. The know, montage of. I need a montage. Montage. Yeah, that was exactly. I think I wrote tropes about the montage. Like there was like the uh, the jock and the girl uh, looking in each other's eyes, and there was like the bookworm looking at uh books and there was the other people just but Billy, Billy you remember Billy? He he's carving like French fries. He, he, he yeah, fries. Can't, can't even read. He can't even read. Exactly. Like he's, all, he's excited that he's reading a children's book. <laughs> I think there was <laughs> one point where they were teaching him how to read. Yeah, that's yeah, that. That's what I was yeah. That's what I was referencing to. And then the next <laughs> scene was him eating more French fries. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Billy but, leaves because he's hungry as shit, right? He wants to get more food. Oh, the rest of the group hungry. is reading. They found the book. They're reading through it, whatever. Um, and the book says, hey, um, you can most likely find the, the turkey at his teepee. But if he's not at his teepee, he's probably off killing one of your friends. And so they cut to Billy, who's like walking down the street. And he sees turkey like, I don't know, just eating grass or whatever. But it's like that whole Looney Tunes things where like he's looking at the turkey, but he doesn't see turkey. He sees like like Thanksgiving turkey with like all the trimmings and shit. Like it's very animated. So he like picks him up to eat him. But what we don't realize is is that he also swallows turkey, um, you know, whole. And 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 then that's where, um, again, uh, talking about influences. I will call out alien or aliens here, which is when the turkey busts out of Billy um, shotgun style and all his guts just come like spilling out. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's at the same time where the group realizes, oh, shit, if turkey's not in his teepee, he's killing one of our friends. So they drive down the road and they find that Billy has been gutted from the inside out because uh, turkey ran a number on him. And that's where we see uh, the special effects of like, you know, the blood and the guts and like, uh, what'd you call it? Linen, right? His guts were made to look like linen. It just looked like, yeah, some kind of curtain or something like that. Just twisted up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Blood on it. Like socks, like socks stitched yeah. together. <laughs> it sounds delicious. <laughs> oh yeah. But we also get to see Darren run up on Billy and he was like, no, Billy, you're like my best friend. And like the coolest Billy song plays where he's like, Billy, 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 you're my best friend. Now you're dead. It's by between Billy and Darren. my friend. Like very South. They're all like skipping in the woods together and feeding each other ice cream. Right. Very, very South Parkish that song was. So yeah. again. I'll put that in the in the category of influences there. That's very true. Uh, Darren, the nerd, and Billy, the hillbilly, skipping, and that song was amazing. <laughs> Come on, Daryl, stay with us, man. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> so, uh, they find Billy on the side of the road. They mourn. Uh, Darren mourns him. I thought it was hilarious that they just left him on the side of the road too. They just like took off and were like, okay, bye. And they just left his dead body there. Um, well, in all fairness, if this is in Ohio, I mean, people are buried or people, 
people are buried in people's lawns anyways normally true. so yeah true. <laughs> true add one to the stockpile i guess so that they know how to kill him right they they took away uh they 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 they, they uh figured out how to kill him they just need to find him and the book says hey um if he's not off killing one of your friends he's in a tp so they're driving down the road after they found Billy's dead body. And what do they find? A little ass fucking teepee on the side of the road, which I thought was hilarious because it's like the smallest fucking teepee you could ever find. <laughs> but then as soon as they walk into it, it's like per, like proportionate to their bodies and shit, you know? It's yeah. Like a full yeah, size It's a, it's a square footage of my house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what is, it, what is Turkey doing in his teepee? Is he making a salad? He's actually. That's right. Tossing it. Tossing, tossing the salad. salad. Tossing and the it's salad. Not, not in the sexual way. Like, he's actually, like, tossing, like, a fresh yeah. salad. And he was like, oh, man. Like, I, you know, it's so great that, like, I come home after a hard day's work and, like, get this, like, juicy salad in me. And I was like, he's a, who refers to a salad hey, as, like, Paul, a juicy Hey, Paul, when you say it like that, it's kind of sexual. You want to toss my juicy salad? <laughs> No. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I I can chop a salad and make it delicious. Turned but, into a very um, different kind of podcast, real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so there's three of them. There's Johnny, the athlete. There's uh, Kristen, um, the goody two shoe, and then there's Darren, uh, the nerd guy. Right. So they come up on the TP. They know how to kill him. Uh, it turns out you have to like burn it at stake after you take away its necklace, which they've already done. And so they're they're strategizing outside the teepee, and Kristen's like, "Hey, does anybody have any rope?" And Johnny's like, "Oh yeah, I got a rope right here in my fucking pocket." Like, who the fuck carries rope in their pocket? And he's like, "Oh yeah, I just found it in my car." Like, you didn't yeah. mean to tell anybody and I, that. And and also like the smallest rope I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, the right? Daryl like, pointed uh, out that it I was mean, like <laughs> twine. It's like is that considered rope or is um, it like twine or some shit? Yeah, it, it's not rope. It's it's like cooking, cooking string, cooking twine. It's, yeah, it's what I wrap. Yeah. It's what I wrap my pot roast up in. Yeah, it's string. Yeah, <laughs> I I got that in a drawer. Yeah. on over to my right. It's not. And then because they got a burnt turkey to steak. Kristen's like, does anybody have a lighter? And Johnny's like, yeah, I got a lighter right here. It's like, dude, what is this Resident Evil where like you just have shit in your pocket? You know what I mean? <laughs> you have to go next door in the desk drawer, the second desk drawer to I, find the lighter. And it's all like this big image on the screen. It reminded me of I, like when, when uh, Barry was handing Jill the, the lockpick. Like, oh yeah, I've just got a lockpick here. It might be handy if you, the master of unlocking, take it with you. It's like, come on, too yeah, convenient. Yeah, because the master of unlocking things wouldn't have one on her already. Yeah. You know? yeah, exactly. I don't want to be weird, but uh, but right next to the cooking twine, I have a lighter. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you are now officially known as Weirdo Daryl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they rush I'm into the TP. They fucking they bear they they wrap up the turkey in twine. Um, they start to say this prayer that they need to say to like drop the like uh, cloak, this invisible cloak that he has or whatever that makes him killable. Um, and then the turkey escapes and he runs out of the teepee and he thinks he made it out. But then there's Oscar the what was his name? Oscar the what? Grouch. The Hermit. Oh, Oscar the Hermit. Oh, you were so close. To I, I, so I close. was going to say the Grouch, too. Half, point. Half, point. Half point. I mean, it was right there. 50%. <laughs> yeah. Oscar the Hermit 
<laughs> he's standing right there outside of the teepee with a fucking rifle and the turkey comes out and he's like, oh, shit, and just gets blown in the face. But what happens is when he gets blown in the face, he is also get, like his body gets blown back into a dumpster that's filled with what, Matt? What is it filled with? Radioactive waste. Oh, no. Our band of heroes believes that this whole thing is over because they fucking said the prayer, lowered the enchantment or whatever, killed Turkey in the face, and don't realize that because it's sitting in a trash can full of radioactive waste, what's going to happen? Turns into a superhero of superhuman size and strength. Oh, sorry. That's that's a toxic Avenger. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, is that what they always say? Or the hero? I don't know. Whatever. I, I will say that this movie does a good job of laying out what's going to happen next in this particular part because they leave the turkey in the trash can full of radioactive waste and they go back to Kristen's house, right? The three of them. And it was so funny to me because Johnny's like telling Kristen, like, you know, uh, I might have lost my parents tonight, like both my mom and dad died, but like I came to girlfriend. And and Kristen was like, girlfriend? And he's like, yeah, will you go out with me? And she's like, uh, I don't know what to say. Wait, yeah, I do. Yes, of course I will. Like, both, both of you motherfuckers just had your parents murdered in front of you. How the fuck is this like the number one thing on your list right now? But nonetheless, they go to her house, and what movie are they deciding to watch? We said it in the beginning. Yeah, Night of the Living Dead. And Night of the Living Dead is a movie about zombies, dead bodies coming back to life because of radioactive waste, For I'm paraphrasing. And that's exactly what happened with Turkey. He landed in a trash can full of radioactive waste, came back to life. Now we're dealing with zombie turkey. And we don't see zombie turkey until... Darren, who's like watching Johnny and Kristen like practically fuck on the floor, and he's like, "Uh, I'm gonna step out for a second. Goes to the kitchen and gets fucking pecked to death by a zombie turkey, which I thought was a zombie cool... radioactive turkey. Yeah, which I thought was a cool scene. Again, the props to the special effects were like the the zombie turkey ripped out the tongue of Darren, right? And like left them all bloody on the kitchen floor and shit. So that's pretty cool. He, he, he clipped the tongue at some point and then pulled it out. And yeah, I thought that uh special effect was pretty yeah, and, cool. And left like all the, like the little tidbits and there was like yep. blood all over his face. Yeah. Again, you know, good props to, to, to Jordan Downey, who's the director, but I think also did the special effects on this whole thing. Uh, One really good, good. great scenes of the movie. Yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty good. So they realize at this point, Turkey's still alive. Um, Johnny comes over to like try to kill it. Um, Turkey ends up killing Johnny, and um, somehow they made it back outside. And Kristen's like, uh, she she ends up like shooting him or like kicking him into like a fire. And ends up burning him, which is how you needed to kill him in the first place. He needed to be burned at stake. Um, and then fucking Oscar the Hermit shows up out of nowhere and he's like, good killing, youngin, or some shit like that. And I was like, where the fuck did you come from? 
Like, how do you know where I live? It's bad enough that Turkey knows where everybody lives, but how does fucking Oscar the Hermit know where everybody lives? Uh, but it, it made for a good movie. Oh, yeah. So she kicks him into the fire. He burns to death. I don't know if you caught this, map, but like as he's burning to death at this, uh, you know, little stake or whatever, a like turkey leg like pops out. Right. And she picks it up and starts eating it. But like as she's eating it, it's like a smaller like chicken leg and it's not a turkey leg. And I remember Daryl was like, it's not even the right size for a turkey leg. It's a chicken <laughs> leg. <laughs> it wasn't in the budget. No, no, it must have not been. So we assume at this point, Turkey is dead. That's where the movie ends. Then we get fade to black and we get some some on screen text that says uh, uh, something to the fact of like uh, end of the movie or whatever or no to be continued. Right. No, wait, wait, wait. Before you get there, before you get there, there was a little excerpt where the, they were eating. The, the family was eating. Right. Oh, right. So so she burnt the turkey. She's eating the fucking turkey leg, chicken leg, whatever. And then it cuts to some scene of some family having like a Thanksgiving dinner. Holding hands, saying prayers. They got the they got the cooked turkey right in the middle of the, the table. Right. Then it blocks out and it says to be continued. Well, no, no there, there was well, something that happened one before thing, that. Daryl, say before it. That. What happened? What happened, Daryl? Come on. You know what happened? The big ass turkey sitting on the table. To be continued. No, the Light big up. ass turkey no. pops up and runs towards the screen. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. I, I smell sequel, it's bitch. Our, it's a, it's our said turkey, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Uh. It was turkey reincarnate in this turkey that this family's eating. And he's like, I smell, I smell a sequel, bitch. Right. Oh, yeah. Crap. That's yeah. when we fade to black. That's when the little little uh, text comes on screen. To be continued. What does it say? In space. In Turkey space. In space. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, I've got a lot of uh, after the, my bad. <laughs> I've got a lot of after the movie facts here. So, yes. Well, I, I got a little bit too. So, yeah, go on. So, it does say to be continued in space. There is a sequel to this movie called uh, Killing 3. So, they jump from 1 to 3. The premise of 3 That's is that... Oh, go 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 ahead for it. Go go for it, Matt. Oh, okay. So, but before we even uh, engage this, I, I was uh, before uh, before my weekend started at at work. So my Friday is basically Tuesday. Um, I was talking to Dano. We all know Dano. Is. Dano. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I was telling him that we were gonna view uh, Thanksgiving. He's all, "Are you gonna do the sequel? You should do the sequel part two. And that's when we went to talking about how there was no part there two. There is no part two. Straight, straight to part three. And he thought it would be funny if we reviewed a movie that a movie that wasn't even there. That didn't exist? Oh, that didn't exist. That's a great idea. I love and that I, idea too. That's a yeah, great fucking like, idea. We, we, we just made up our own. But uh, the, the reason why is he was telling me that, um, that, uh, that part three – just the, like you said, completely ignores the fact there, there there's no part two. No, it doesn't ignore it. It doesn't ignore it. No, no, it's no, based, yeah, yeah. It's, they, it's predicated on the fact that part two was so horrible that they burned every. 
here's the thing. I watched part. I watched the sequel. I watched part three. So part three is based on the fact that um, the part two was so fucking horrible that they burned every single copy of part two. Just like Indiana Jones. In what sense? Yeah. Indiana Jones 2 was really, really bad. (laughs) First one's great. Third one, great. Second one sucks. (laughs) Okay. Come on. Yeah, okay. okay. I, I, I have like to that. explain yeah. that to you. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like that. No, that's, that's crazy. That, that, that's probably the first time I heard that. Because I know a lot of people do like the temples do. You know, but. That's, okay, uh, but let's. It, it's not let's one of my favorites. On yeah. All right. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Temple Doom sucks. So. I, I'm not I'm not a fan either. I, I think I think the Last Crusade is probably my favorite. One. High five, buddy. Big shout out to Dano. Thank you for making the recommendation. I'm going to look into that shit because that would be a fucking awesome idea to do a review on a movie that doesn't exist. We can literally make up our own shit about that. <laughs> I love that idea. That'd be fucking great. You guys would be great at that. So <laughs> here's awesome. the thing. I didn't watch all of part three because it fucking blows. It was so hard to watch. Like s- super difficult. I don't. The the only other movie I remember walking away from was Contact, with Jodie Foster. <laughs> and then this one. Now, is that because the movie was very uneventful, or is it because the movie is way too long? For no, I, may, maybe it's just I wasn't in, <laughs> I wasn't in the right position to watch. Thanks, Killing Three. Like I don't know. I was. It's like half, maybe I was halfway paying attention to it, but like the shit that I was watching, like it was just rough. And like, there's not a lot of like live characters in it a lot of it is fulfilled with like puppets and it's just weird dude it's just fucking weird but it does exist and part two the movie that is burned in part three does take place in space and wanda lust the porn star from the first one who shows her tits is an astronaut in part two who's floating in space <laughs> showing her tits <laughs> I fucking love it. I fucking love it. But here's the thing, right? So, so obviously, you know, a little side project for these guys, 3,500 bucks straight to DVD. Like, you know, they were just trying to have fun, which is what you should be doing. Hmm. But then they go on to do bigger and better things. Do you know what other movies both Keith Stewart or I'm sorry, Kevin Stewart and Jordan Downey go to do anybody. I'm going to no blow clue. some minds right now. There's a movie that's a little known called techno Western. I don't know, Matt, okay. if you know that one. No, it sounds cool though. Okay. So that one is both written, produced um, by both Kevin Stewart and Jordan Downey directed by Jordan, Jordan Downey. But after that, they go on to write another movie, produce another movie, and Jordan Downey also directs this movie called The Headhunter. Oh, shit. I know about The Headhunter. I, I would hope so, dude. And I don't know if Daryl knows about it. It's another short movie. It's about an hour or so. Sounds familiar, but I'm not sure. I just It's been on my list for the longest fucking time. It's an exclusive to Shudder. It, it launched on Shudder. 
and, um, I, and I never watched it because I I was reading a lot of reviews about like the fact that it doesn't. It, so in a nutshell, this this is a story about uh, it's in medieval times. This guy is a fucking uh, monster hunter who in the movie he works for like the king of the land. And so when he gets called, he goes out and he slays monsters. And what he does is he cuts off their heads and he brings them back and he keeps them as trophies in his house. Hence the month, the headhunter. Um, but they never show the actual monsters. So that's where the movie gets a lot of flack. The movie only had a budget of about $135,000. So like you can, it, it's crazy because this movie comes out 10 years after, um, things killing same guys, same, you know, the same team, the whole nine, but like the difference between the quality of things killing and the headhunter fucking day and night, dude. Sounds like a solid uh, yeah. idea. And you know what I liked about Thanksgiving is, I mean, you could tell it was a, a low-budget deal, but it was all like one-shot stuff. It was all one... Okay, okay, not all, but it was one shot. Like, this is my shot, here we're going. Like, this is my shot, here we're going. It wasn't like a lot of camera movement. Right, there was like no here, like... Though actual like cinematography to it it was just like i'm gonna put my camera right here and that's i'm gonna record what's in front of me right it was it was a uh yeah just uh, yeah i gotcha well if you watch the monster hunter or i'm sorry the headhunter day and night dude that movie so so i finally watched it once i learned that the same writers producers and director Mm. did things killing and and the headhunter um so I finally watched it, and it, dude, I fucking loved it. It was great. Yes. I absolutely love the monster on there, and I don't. I, I disagree with people who say they don't show the monster because I remember seeing it very vaguely. A uh, little bit here and there, but like overall, they don't show all of the monsters uh, that he goes I, out to kill. He brings back some mm, badass heads that he puts. That on one that that nice. that screeching thing, man, that sound it makes and shit like that is is so unnerving. Yeah, it makes a weird sound, and I I just it, it puts you in a whole different like mindset, very isolated and stuff like that. I thought Headhunter was a great movie. Yeah, um, yeah, me too. I, I it really was a great it. short movie watch. It was. It's only it was a, weirdly it's, short. It's just like this one. It's like an hour and fifteen minutes. Like it's it's short, and awesome. like it 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 pulls. Um, I think a lot of people had just um gripes with it because it's kind of like um uh, what's that movie with tom hanks where he's on the fucking desert island castaway <laughs> castaway no castaway yeah yeah <laughs> it's it's like castaway in that like castaway you see like it's a bunch of just like tom hanks by himself on the screen yeah. same thing with the headhunter it's just the main character on yeah the screen like no himself. dialogue and you just see what he does on every day yeah basis. there's probably like I don't know, 19 words in the whole movie. Like, there's no dialogue to that movie. Wow. But I think they did a good job about building suspense, um, mm-hmm. building intrigue, mm-hmm. um, introducing the horror. Like, you don't you don't need it. It's it's really fucking yeah. good. Yeah. It, it's worth a watch, for sure. For sure. So, it just, just really kind of a comment on, like, you know, again, the, these two movies are 10 years apart from each other. And, like, to see the progression of... 
college film student who shot something for 3500 bucks with his homies just because they wanted to have some fun to where you get with um, Headhunter that had, you know, a, you know, a budget that was significantly larger than that and proper like, you know, there's a lot of like cross dissolve transitions, but also at the same time, like the cinematography is great, especially like better shots. Um, it's just more indicative of like a standard horror film. It was really, really fucking good. And, and I think the part I enjoyed about it the most is watching the professional progression of these filmmakers from what they started with, uh, with, um, you know, Turkey and things killing to, um, you know, the, the medieval headhunter. It's really fucking great. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, it kind of goes to show, um, see, I mean, uh, for for those of the, for those of you that are listening to this, like you, you, you see these movies and stuff like that, you you, you don't take them seriously. You I don't think you're supposed to, but at the end of the day, it's all part of their um, it, it's all part of their portfolio. It's 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 a way to build on top of uh, uh to to make it you know bigger to do better and stuff like that. It's 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 not a matter of caring about the product it's a matter of putting it out there and i think that's what they did here i think they did a good job of doing it and uh, uh thanks killing is definitely b-rated horror well gerald's <laughs> girlfriend said it during the movie she said to the group yeah we can make our own movie which like and i said when you see time- a movie like this and you're like yeah okay if they can do this we can do anything. But then when you watch Headhunter and you're like the natural progression that these people have taken from this to that, it's like it's inspiring. At least to me, it is because we have a small passion, uh, you know, making our own films. If you paid attention to the episode last week, we talked about um, or last month, we talked about the the film that Mutant City Horror um, shot and produced, which was um, all I wanted was a Coke, which is available on YouTube. It's a four minute video, but like we did that out of just like having fun and the, you know, just what's available to us in the moment. And I feel like um, things killing is kind of the same way. So it's inspiring to see that, like, if you if your heart is in it, then like and you stick with it then you can naturally get to a point where it just, you know, it becomes better and, 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 you know, something that people want to see. Here's what I want to do. I want to take the last couple minutes and just kind of recite some awesome fucking one-liners that I heard from this movie. I don't know. Daryl's got a notepad, so he's probably got some. I don't know, Matt, if you wrote down any kind of uh, quotes that you thought were hilarious from this movie. Um, So I'll start with you, Matt. You got anything any quotes from this movie that you thought were hilarious? Uh, just just the being stuffed by the turkey one was the, was the best one for me. You just got stuffed. <laughs> Bitch. I don't have anything specific, but um, the turkey in general with his one-liners and his Thanksgiving puns were hilarious. I don't know. I have a I have a bunch of stupid shit, but the ass grass and ass that was hilarious. To <laughs> yeah, me. that's a scene we didn't even talk about, right? No, I was, uh, yeah, I, we were too far into it for me to trail back to that scene. Turkey was it? I thought of <laughs> ass gas, grass. Very... 
That was a good one. That dude was ready to get his dick sucked by a turkey. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, here's some favorite one-liners that I wrote down. Happy titsgiving. Um, Love that, by the way. I mean, I mean, the very first words of the movie. Nice tits, bitch. <laughs> nice tits, bitch. The the turkey being so vulgar and breaking the fourth wall. The turkey breaking. The, he's the only one that break the fourth wall, he, right? He did. Yeah, he did break the fourth wall when he was about to. He rape did it a couple times. Allie, from okay. the back. Yep. I, I I'm gonna just throw this out there because there's a bunch of them that I wrote down, so I don't want to go through all of them. But here is my favorite one. I think this is after he was having sex with Allie, uh, or I don't. To be honest, I don't really know where it came in. But he said the following words. I, I hope I don't fuck it up. Here we go. He says. Shut the fuck up, stupid bitch. I'm going to drink your blood like it's cranberry sauce. Meanie. And I thought it was hilarious to me that he gets so aggressive. Shut the fuck up, you stupid bitch. I'm going to drink your blood like cranberry sauce. And then he finishes off that whole thing by calling her a meanie. Like... <laughs> that's it's so out of context. Shit. That's some like, yeah. shit. So fucking and she wasn't crazy. even being mean to him, so it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it sounds delicious. <laughs> I know. I you know what? I cannot wait. I I cannot wait for that Thanksgiving dinner for sure. So many football puns made in this movie. It was ridiculous. But not just football. The the Thanksgiving puns. Every every turkey pun. Every Thanksgiving pun that the turkey made. Was my favorite. Yeah. Good stuff. Absolutely. All right, Matthew. I think we're ready to call it uh, call it an end. Great thing to right, so, episode. Yeah, let's, uh, I guess, wrap this up. Um, to you who are listening, uh, I want to say, we want to say on behalf of uh, Mutant City Horror, you guys have a happy Thanksgiving. Please be safe out there. Drink responsibly and uh, go and watch yourself some Thanks Killing. Let's do it. We'll see you guys at Christmas. Daryl, thanks for stepping in. Matt, see you next time. Thank you. Thank you, Daryl. It was a pleasure. We should have you on whenever we can. Thank you, sir. All right, later. Later.